What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Monday, October 7th, 2013, and you guys are listening to episode 130. 130, man. Pretty soon I'm going to be at 150, and I'm telling you guys right now, when I get to 200, it's going to be a big one. Uh, I mean, I haven't even thought about what what I'm going to do yet, but... Uh, this thing is moving right along, and you guys are there with me. I got a great episode for you guys today. Um, I'm going to be talking. Uh, I saw a movie with my son. I'm going to be talking about how my prediction with the Giants was awful and talk about some football. Uh, the Knicks are going to be coming up. Uh, we kind of agreed on a dog, I think. We're like 95% sure we're going to get this certain dog. And uh, we got an unacceptable for the week. My wife is back from Italy. A lot of stuff to talk about. But uh, first and foremost, uh, one thing that was going on uh, in between um, episode 129 and and the new one was uh, a little bit of hate mail that I got. I got some hate mail, and I'm going to discuss this. I'm going to discuss this at the top of the show, Uh, be really honest with you guys, and share it, and um, go from there. But... Uh, I guess I had said some comments. I made some comments um, at episode 128. And, um, well, basically, I'm going to read you the email that that was sent to my manager. Then I will read my response. And uh, we can go from there. But uh, thank you guys so much. And the number of listeners continues to grow. And so do the comments. So thank you. And also, thanks for all the positive feedback that I recently got when I was um, on the YKWD you know what, dude, podcast, uh, Bobby Kelly's podcast. Uh, we did a one-on-one for an hour and a half uh, that it was out last Thursday. Got a ton of great feedback, and uh, I appreciate it, and I also appreciate if you listened to this and you heard me on that and you uh, followed me on Twitter because uh, got more Twitter followers and all that stuff. So thank you again. Uh, also, I do want to start by saying thank everybody who came out to the stand this weekend. I was performing at the stand. I did a bunch of shows there. It was great. And, um, yeah, I'm going to review a bunch of stuff, but first, you know, after I get into, you know, having the kids during the week that my wife was away and all that stuff, I first want to discuss this hate mail that I got. Um, and you know what? Normally I never, ever, you know, my managers get things sent all the time and 95% of the time they're good. They're saying, oh, you know, we love your client, Paul Verzi, this and that really nice, humbling things. And you're like, oh, it's great. Occasionally you get negative ones and you know what in our business that's what we do you ignore it or you uh, yeah you just keep moving I mean there's always going to be people in the crowd you know there's always that you know one or two people that you have an issue or somebody's you just have to deal with it and you know what the further along you get um, wherever you you know in in your business the more the more shit like that is going to happen and that's fine I am totally cool with that I have no issues with that okay but when somebody says something that I think is clearly wrong or they want to make a point or they want to make a statement, I don't, you know, that, that I, I mean, this one I had to, this one I had to make, I had to talk about. So, um, I'm going to read this hate mail or this, this letter I'm going to read and, um, and we'll go from there and, um, you know, and I'll tell you, you know, I'm going to read my response. And uh, so we're going to get into this. We're going to get into some some deep stuff and get right into it at the beginning of the show. Okay. Um, so this message was sent to my manager. And uh, of course, I'm not going to give any names. I'm not going to do anything like that. I don't, I know I'm going to probably have some loyal, you know, fan trying to contact. I'm not doing that. 
I just want to, I'm just, this is, this is what was said. Okay. And I will give my response. Now, uh, I got this email, I got this email like a week ago. So here it goes. Ready? Hell, uh, this is, this was a letter from a podcast listener to my manager. Okay. Here you go. Hello. I am writing this to draw your attention to one of your clients' podcasts. The podcast in question is episode 128 of The Verzi Effect. If you have not got the time to listen to it, I will list a few snippets. And then they put in parentheses, Mr. Verzi, and now they're quoting me from episode 128. And they say, not only was there children there, but people with Down syndrome, people in wheelchairs with their heads back, paraplegics, few people in wheelchairs with their fucking mouths open staring at me. The kid with Down syndrome heckling me or moaning or whatever the fuck he was doing. Why are you putting a kid with Downs in the front row? The guy is now, now they're just talking. The guy is so derogatory to people with special needs, it made me so angry. The fact this guy was performing at a benefit for people with special needs where he made his comments about what he saw makes, makes it so much worse. This guy should never be near any benefits for special needs people. I have shared this with other disabled organizations at this guy, um, as this guy's behavior was downright offensive to me and my daughter and all the other people with special needs. Last time I ever listened to this overrated comedian in quotes, thank you for taking the time to read this. Now, when I first got this message, I was actually at a social event and uh, I was having some drinks so, you know, like I always do with somebody who says something negative, I laugh it off. Uh, I know the person I am. I know what I said. I know that I didn't attack anybody, and I just made comments of what happened that night. I was upset uh, about the situation that I was put in that night. I was never fucking told, which is another thing that bothered me. And um, as a comedian, when you go up on stage and you see stuff that you're not expecting, that's what you talk about, or, or that's something that's in your mind, and that's what I talked about on my podcast. So... I normally, like like I said, when I first heard this, I got this message, I was socializing, I was actually having a couple of drinks, my manager sent this out to me, like he always does when I when we get feedback um, from, you know, people that either watch my stand-up or listen to, you know, the podcast, and I laughed it off, I was like, whatever, man, I don't even need to, to respond to that. Then the next day, I was sitting with me, and it was bothering me, because if you guys listen to that episode, well, you know, what? I'm going to read my response and then I'll get, and then we're going to get back into it and we'll talk about it. Okay. So here we go. See the shit starting off good, right? Episode 130, everybody with me, your host, Paul Verzi. Apparently I'm, I'm a little overrated, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious, but here we go. You ready? This is what I sent back to, uh, in response to this. Let me see if. I got to find it here. Bear with me. But I will get it. Uh, yeah, it just, it really was like, just something that bothered me. I was like, this is not, come on. Let me find this damn thing here. Is this it? Uh, no, that's the response. My first response was whatever. I don't even want to get into what my first response was. But. Then there should be another one here, and I can't fucking find my response to this. 
Son of a bitch. I'm going to find it. There's no doubt about it. What's today? Okay, today's the... Uh, is that it? No. Sent messages. No. I hope I didn't delete it. Did I delete it? Hold on. Let me go to trash here. And find out if I... I, I gotta find this. I gotta find this right now. Because this is gonna drive me nuts. I gotta read you guys what my response was. Oh, you know what? I could find my response if I have to here. I could find my response on my phone. That's what I could do. I could find my response on my phone. And... I would have thought that I would have had this damn thing figured out. Okay, AOL. Sent. Okay. What? It's not there? What? No, you got to be shitting me right now. All right, I got to put this on pause, and then I'm going to get it back so you guys can hear this. Because this is uh, this is good. I got I got to get this. I will I will come right back. Okay, what's up, everybody? Uh, I'm back, and uh, unfortunately, I can't find this thing. But it really it really doesn't matter because I know exactly what I said, and uh, that that's what I wanted to address. And um, you know, basically, let you guys know what I. At first, I was like, "How could I not find it?" And then I'm like, "You know exactly what you wrote, and 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 it's fine." So basically, what I said. In response to that um, email was, I said, you know, first of all, you know, I said, basically, let me start up by saying I didn't personally attack anybody. And what I did after I got that um, email, I went back and I listened to episode 128 and I was really upset and I was talking about the facts of the show. I was talking about what we had to deal with comedians, myself, Pete Davidson and Jesse May. Okay. There were parents in there with their kids basically telling us to curse and there were like people in the front with like little girls and shit and um you know I said to this woman I said look I said you don't you I don't know if you've ever been on stage but when you're not told about a situation and you go up and you do see people in wheelchairs okay and and stuff just because I stated that I saw a few people with their fucking mouths open in a wheelchair does that mean that I I don't you know, what does that mean? Does that mean that I fucking hate people with disabilities? No, it doesn't. Okay. Do I, am I going to hate on a kid with Down syndrome? No. Okay. Absolutely not. Anybody that's been listening to this, I don't even owe this explanation to anybody, but it's just when I hear somebody say something that's wrong or try to judge me and I, I have to, you know, I have to call it out. Okay. And there was a couple of other points that I made, but there were asshole dudes in the crowd that were like trying to heckle and say stuff at the beginning of, of, of my set, you know, and uh, I don't know if it was because, like I said, they were unhappy with what was going on with the show or whatever, but I had just got on stage and they started, their actions started making the the um, the the young kid with, um, with uh, Down syndrome start, you know, coming out, you know, like egging him on and getting him off. So what I basically said, if you listen to it, Okay, and fine, I'm sorry if my cadence was upset and I said there were people with me with their fucking mouths open in wheelchairs, but I'm not expecting that, okay? And when you're a comedian and you go up and there's like a lot of, you know, disabled people in the front and you're not told that, you think about what language, you know, make sure you don't say anything to offend anybody, and that's what I was talking about on that podcast, okay? 
you know, the only thing that I, when I listened back, the only thing that can be taken as me being really rude was I said, eventually after the kid with Down syndrome was, you know, yelling or doing, you know, what he was doing, I said, you know, I did get him to laugh. And I was like, I don't know if he understood what I was saying. That can be, you know, maybe, I'm, but no, I was just stating the facts. That's what I was doing. Okay. And another thing I didn't like about this um, message, which it was in my reply was, I love how this individual who wrote this mail never once talked about how many times, multiple times I said on that podcast that my heart goes out to people with special needs, okay, and that, you know, I feel for them and that I know people with special needs. I would do anything. I would ra- I would help raise money, okay. I don't know if I was talking about like any kind of charities or stuff like that, but I said that my heart goes out to those people. I know people with uh, children with special needs and all that stuff. Never once was that mentioned how I said that. No, it was just basically taking my frustration from a shitty situation that I was put in and I was showing my, my anger towards it. And then all of a sudden I, I, I fucking, because I stated the facts of the show, that means that I hate because I stated that there was a kid with down syndrome there, or because I stated that there were people in wheelchairs looking at me with their mouths open when I got on stage sitting right there and there were some people during a, a joke while you're going to a joke you hear like moaning and stuff and part of me was like I don't know I mean I hope I'm making them happy with that all that stuff but I wasn't talking about that I was talking about what I was dealing with as a comedian this individual I'm I'm assuming I don't know for a fact because I don't know this individual I'm assuming that they deal with this they may be somebody in their family okay and again my heart will go out to them I, I, I definitely feel for them but to say that me stating the facts is hating on people, like, and, and the example I put in the letter, I said, well, let me ask you something. If I go see my 94-year-old grandmother at the old age home she's in, and I notice that all the old people in that old age home, you know, they're slumped over when you go over there, you know, they, it's true, they're slumped over. It's like you, it's like the closest thing to seeing a bunch of zombies. It really is. They're laying there, they're slumped over, they're sleeping. Some people just yell out in pain out of nowhere, and this is where my grandmother's staying. Now, me... Seeing that, I'm a comedian. I'm also a human being who who's fucking observational and sees things. Now, if I say that, does that mean that I'm derogatory towards old people and I hate old people? No, it doesn't. It means I stated a fact. And when you are going to write any kind of negative email to any performer or whatever. And I said to this woman, I said, you know something? I said, you can say bad things about me to, to organizations, the, you know, disabled organizations. You could say that all you want. You could, you know, calling me overrated is fine. You know, to each his own. That's your opinion. I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't care about, about, you know, your opinion on me personally. But when you try to suggest that I am, I am, you know, I'm attacking or that I'm, I'm you know, cruel to people with disabilities and you don't know me, that's just flat out wrong. And the reason I know, now the the person who wrote this email, I can't say that they, I mean, they weren't like cursing in the email. They weren't, they just basically stated that, you know, they were, you know, they were upset with what I said. So I'm not going to say that this person was like really like trashing me. No, they took a couple of shots at me and that's fine. But the, the, what what really bothers me, and this is what a lot of bloggers do that have issues with performers, and this is what a lot of a lot of people that have to find a problem, or that have to, you know, get really upset and are very very sensitive to certain things. Okay, this is what they do. They only hear what they want to hear. That's they did. Like in other words. That letter should not have been written. If you listen to my podcast, if you know me, and if you hear me say my heart goes out to it, 
you should have listened to that and been like, wow, he's showing frustration or something like that. And the letter didn't need to be like, oh my God, I can't believe this guy was there. Oh, really? You can't believe I was there? You can't believe I was there that I was supposed to do 30 minutes and instead I wanted to give the people a good time and I made, I turned that room into a great show and I got people involved and I turned it around and I ended up doing like 50 minutes and you know, I'm not getting paid more. So I stood up on that stage in a really bad, shitty situation for 20 more minutes when I could have ended up probably, instead of doing the 30, they probably wouldn't have been mad. I probably would have been able to get away with less time, but that's not who I am. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay up there. I'm going to do my time. I'm going to try to make everybody leave there. And you know what? They did leave there happy. And the people with, the, the parent, people with kids there, they were fine with it. But no, that's not mentioned or the fact that like, you know, I was just the only thing that was mentioned was me since I stated the facts of the show. And another thing I said in my letter back, I said, this is my podcast. And if I can't be honest on my podcast, where the hell can I be? I said, my fans deserve that. The Verzi Effect podcast listeners, that's what they look forward to. That's why my show is doing well. And I will not change that. Okay, that, that's what I do. I will not apologize for that. I said, not now, not ever. Okay, this is my fucking podcast. This is my fucking show. And I'm going to come on here and I'm going to say whatever I was feeling. And if I was feeling something on that stage and I happened to mention that the reason I was feeling that was because I was not told about the people with disabilities and I'm specific about the disabilities and I talk about seeing people looking at me in wheelchairs and, and, you know, yes, with their mouths open and making noises, that's not against them. Okay, try to understand that me saying that's not against them. I was talking about being a performer, going on stage and getting blindsided like that is a little crazy. Okay, I was showing frustration and I kept talking about the, the adults who were animals there. Okay, I never said anything. The only thing I said was, w- w- listen, I don't even need to justify it. Listen to the fucking episode and understand what I was saying. But to suggest that I'm cruel and I'm targeting people who can't defend themselves is outrageous and, and, and terrible. And, and you know what? Shame on you. Shame on you because that's not what I did. And, and you know, it, it's, and, and first of all, you think my manager is going to, my manager knows the work that I put into all my shows and what I do. But I am not going to sit here and apologize for anything that I talk about on my, on my podcast. Okay. Cause I'm not an idiot and I'm not going to put something out there that, that is, it, that, that's just cruel and rude because A, that's not who I am. And that's all I need to say. That's not who I am. And like I said, I said, you know, normally I wrote in the letter too. I said, normally I don't address anybody that says negative things about me. But in this situation, I will make an exception. Now, that's kind of my letter back kind of chopped up and in different order. But that's basically what I said back. That my podcast, I'm, re- you know, the, the you guys expect realness on this podcast. I don't, what am I going to do? Come up here and not talk about it? So because I was pissed off and I stated something that you didn't like and you were insensitive because it may be touching your life, which I feel awful about if it does, but I didn't, I didn't attack anybody. And the best example I could use was that old people example at an old age home because I was there with my mother. I was visiting my grandmother and I saw some things and I said some stuff to my mom and I was like, wow, does that mean, oh, this guy's, I can't believe this guy said that and he was actually there with old people. It makes me upset that he was there. Grow up, really grow up. So I sent the letter and then a letter came back and said, you know, something along the lines of you may think, you know, you may think you didn't attack, but saying that there are few people in wheelchairs with their fucking mouths open is an attack. And if you don't think so, I just feel sorry for you. You know, we could agree to disagree. And it was just one of those things and whatever. I'm not responding. I, I, I don't need to respond anymore. You know, it was just the first time I did. 
and I'm trying to think of like what when this happens, but anytime, you know, it's the same thing like with, I just had a discussion with somebody about, you know, a lot of times when you grow up and stuff, you know, you and your friends, you grow up, you say the word faggot, right? Now in today's, you know, today you got to be really, you know, careful and you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You know, sometimes, you know, you would drop the N-word when, you know, people would drop the N-word, you know, f- friends and, and people you grew up with. And, you know, you're younger and at the time, and I talked about it on the show, at the time you don't really realize what you're saying. But any time that you hear that or you laughed at that as young if it was a joke, it was, it, it, you know, especially when you're young and you're not really socially aware and you don't understand how it hurts people, you, you're not doing it even, even maliciously. So if you say something like that, just because of like past, you know, just culture where you're growing up, people are going to look at you like you really like that. And you got to be careful. And you should watch what you say, especially if you don't mean it. And especially if it's not in your heart, because just a stupid, cheap laugh is not worth it, you know? And I get that. But if I'm sitting there, I'm sure if I wore a stupid shirt, one of my friends would be like, hey, a nice shirt, faggot. Does that mean that that person hates gay people? No. I get that it's not a cool word to say because people get mad, but like it's so soft. People are so soft now. People can't say anything. I literally stated in an angrily way what I felt that night and who was in the crowd. And I was basically saying that I'm so disrespectful to people because of whatever, my tone or whatever. Or, you know, I can't believe that I was there and doing this. Okay, I went easy. Do you know, I know comedians that if they were at that show, they would have lost their mind. But instead, I took it and I, I stood up on stage almost for an hour for those people. But I want to tell anybody listening to my show right now, okay? And some of you people, you know, maybe if you heard that episode and, and you, you agree with the person that wrote that letter, you know what, that's fine and that's your opinion. But let me make something very clear. And if I lose you as a listener because of this, I don't want you as a listener anyway. Go. Okay? Go to a fucking, go to a, go to a podcast or go somewhere where it's not real. I don't need you. I don't want you to listen. Okay? All I'm going to do on this podcast from now for forever, and which I've been doing, is be real, tell you guys my real feelings, and if my real feelings happen to hurt you, okay, then send a fucking letter to somebody that gives a shit because I don't. Okay, I really don't. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk real. And that's what you guys should appreciate. Whether I do it, whether I talk about what's going on on stage, whether I talk about what's going on in my life that hopefully you guys can relate to. Okay? You know, but, and anybody, if I would put, if anybody ever contacted me and said, so-and-so has a special needs. As a matter of fact, I went to high school with a kid who has a special needs son. And I was doing morning radio and I said, if there's anything, they were doing a charity. And I said, if you guys want me to go on the radio and mention about it or do whatever, please let me know a hundred percent. Okay. People need to learn to separate the two and say, wow, this guy was put in a shitty situation and he was doing that. So, you know, whatever, but I'm just going to be real and honest. So, and the last thing I'll say about it is. If you want to say something like, you know, giving some hate mail or letters, at least say the positive stuff the person says. Because it's really convenient to say all the negative stuff, but 
leaving out, oh yeah, but he did say that his heart goes out and he's not trying to be rude. I did say that multiple times on the show. Of course it's not mentioned because they don't hear that. They don't want to hear that. You know, and yes, it's a podcast with a comedian. And if I say something like that and I said, you know, you know, you could take it how you want to take it. The hell is that? I was, uh, thought I heard something. Jesus. But anyway, so that's what, that's, uh, that's how my week was, was going while I had my kids and my wife was away in Italy. Um, and you know, I just want to, I want to thank all of the, um, the listeners here. Don't worry. We're going to get into some non-serious. We're going to get, we're going to get there people. Okay. So it's just, you know, sometimes the shit is, uh, you know, not always going to be jokey, jokey jokes and all that stuff, but um, I get a lot of, I looked and, you know, I read each and every comment about my show and, um, you know, just as far as, um, when, you know, what people are saying about my podcast, cause I don't care about what people think of, you know, me on stage. I'm going to go on stage and say what I'm going to say and, uh, do the comedy that I want to do and all that stuff and be honest the same way I'm going to go on at the podcast. But, you know, when you see your podcast numbers rising and you see people, you know, and I'll always talk about negative stuff that people say, if you know, to be honest and real. But uh, what I appreciate and what keeps me, because I do this, you know, I mean, this really is, I love talking shit and having a good time, but I, you know, you know, I, I love you guys. You know what I mean? You guys listening right now and you loyal people listening to the Verzi Effect, man, I, I uh <clears throat> You know, it means more than you guys will ever know that you guys, you know, make it a point to to listen to this, you know, podcast every week and sit down, whether you're, you know, at your place of work or your home, you know, you're working out on a weekend or whatever you're doing, you're listening to, you know, me, you know, a comedian that you've either seen perform or have never seen perform and you're listening to me talk for, you know, 45 minutes up to over an hour a week. Um, but I want to especially thank the people that come to me and go, hey, man, like, it's just so honest and real and like that's what, you know, and I don't understand how you could not be that way or how you could not do it. You know, you just got to be honest and real and say your feelings. It's, you know, sometimes my feelings may be a little brutally honest and people can take it, you know, that it that it's being cruel like, like um, you know, the person who wrote that letter. But uh, that's that's what I'm going to keep doing and the people that appreciate it, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you. I really do. So, um, anyway, so I'm, I was, my wife was in Italy for nine days and, um, I got to thank my mother, uh, <laughs> you know, my mother and my stepfather in upstate New York really, um, helped me with my daughter. I had my son a lot of the time. My daughter, you know, was just, it was up there and I, you know, at night I'd have to run from all the way, you know, up in the Hudson Valley down to Manhattan and do shows and, you know, pick my son up from daycare and run around. My mom was great with it. Holy shit, it was no joke just putting a shitload of miles on my car. And I got to get out of this damn car I'm in because this V6, almost 300 horses is amazing. But I'm just, I'm putting $40, $50 in my car like almost every day. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. But it was, um, it was great to hang with my kids, going to the movies with my son, taking my son to arcades. We're hanging out. I'm taking him to dinner. And then at night or in the morning, seeing my daughter... Um, and it, you know, my wife got back. It was great. So now here's what's going on now. First of all, I think we're gonna, um, 
Yeah, I'll get into this. I'll get, I'm going to get into the dog that I think we're looking at this dog. And I think we're going to get this dog. I'm almost 90% sure. And then I'm going to talk about, I'm going to do um, Unacceptable. Uh, talk about something related to Unacceptable. Do movies, do sports, do plugs, and get out of here. Okay. So, looking at dog breeds, 200 dog breeds. I, I, breeds, I think the, the Hungarian, the Visla. If you guys know the Visla, it's... Look it up. It's an amazing dog. It's um, it's just it's it's gentle. It's loyal. It's an athlete. It runs around. It can't be in the city. It needs country. We have the land and all that stuff. So I'm really, I think that this is going to be the dog. The only thing it said is watch out. They run around like crazy, and they also have the nickname the Velcro dog because when you're inside, they don't want to leave your side. But it's a beautiful dog. Like it's like royalty used to have this dog. This dog is like regal looking. This dog is is awesome. Uh, my wife looked at its face and was like, that's the dog. And I said, I was, I was, you know, I was thinking about the Sicilian hound. They had some kind of Sicilian hound. I was looking at that and I was like, that's a nice dog, but you know, I'm Sicilian and I know me, if you do me wrong once, you're like dead to me because that's how Sicilians are. So I'm like, one day I'm going to end up giving the dog the wrong food. And the thing's going to, you know, fucking hate me forever. So I was like, forget that dog. We can't do the dogs that shed. We can't do the dogs that, you know, run around the house like lunatics. So this dog will run outside. So I'm thinking we're going to get it. Thinking that that's going to be the latest Verzi family member. Um, the newest member of the Verzi clan, I should say. I think it's going to be the Hungarian Visla. If any of you guys know about the dog, I mean, we didn't pull the trigger yet. We're probably going to pull the trigger, I would imagine, in the next month. But let me know. You know, even if you had a nightmare story, just tell me because we're not ready to jump just yet. But it looks like it's going to be the Visla. Beautiful dog. Beautiful dog. Runs around, but it just looks like it's it's just one of those dogs. You just look at it and you're like, oh my God. When it's a puppy, it's got blue eyes and it's really like a light brown. It's almost like those, you know, those light brown suede jackets. It looks like that. It's awesome. And the funniest thing was my wife went from like not knowing if she wanted a dog when she saw this dog and we did research on the dog. She's like, maybe we should get two. Maybe we should get... <laughs> so, yeah. And and its face as a puppy is one of those things where all I got to do is take my wife to the... All I got to do is take my wife to the, like, you know, to see it. And like, because, listen, dudes are soft with dogs too. But if you hand a woman, it's the, like the second closest thing to handing a woman a newborn baby is a, a, a cute looking floppy eared puppy. It's over. They just, there's nothing. It's, you could call a woman the worst name in the book. You could be like, you know something, you fucking cunt. And then all of a sudden she's like, what? Who are you calling? How can you say that to me? And you're like, no, I'm sorry. And you just give her a puppy. She forgot that you said the word. That's, that's the power of the puppy. So I think that we're going to go with the Hungarian Visla. Let me know if you guys know anything about the dog. Okay. Um, so my wife gets back from, you know, from Italy. And I said, you know, how was it? Now, I've been to Italy twice. I went really young. I went really young at like 11 years old. And then I went in 2002. So I've been there before. Been to Venice. Been to Florence. Uh, been to Rome, been to a bunch of places in Italy. So I was asking my wife, and my wife went actually around high school time, but they went for a longer stretch this time. And I asked her, and she said it was great, but you would have hated it. It's really tiring. 
And I said, well, why would I have hated it? And she said, and you people know who you are, that all they did was walk and walk and walk and were exhausted and had dinner and had to pass out because they were so tired, waking up early. First of all, that is not a vacation. And she's right. I would have been miserable and I would have absolutely 100% just had a fit and been like, fuck, this is not a vacation. Here's what a vacation is, a real vacation. A real vacation is doing nothing until you want to do something. That's what a vacation is. A vacation is I might sleep until 1 or I might wake up at 8 or 9, have breakfast, and then go do something. A vacation is not, man, we got to be up at 7 so we could be to this museum by 8. So then we could go see a fucking rock at 9. Okay, then we got to make sure we get to that old ancient library by 1030. We got to squeeze in lunch. That is a, that is a, that's like slavery. That, that's the, that's awful. That, I would never do that. That's the worst thing. And people do that shit on vacations all the time. Oh, we got to do this. We got to do that. When I went on my honeymoon, we went on a two-week cruise on the Queen Mary 2, Queen, yeah, Queen Mary 2. And we sailed from New York City, you know, all the Caribbean. We did everything, Barbados, uh, St. Louis, everything. And there were a couple times where my wife was like, all right, we got to get up and do this. But my wife and I, we slept in. You know, we were eating fruit and drinking champagne anytime we wanted, sleeping in, going to the casino, seeing what the ship had to offer. And then when we really, like, there was a couple that, yes, you have to go, you have to get off at St. Thomas, you got to do that stuff. By the way, anybody who thinks a cruise is a bad idea or doesn't go on a cruise is out of their, of their mind. Out of your, you're out of your mind. It is probably one of the most relaxing, just leisurely. There's bars. There's like scotch and cigar lounges. There's games. There's casinos. Like, and I mean legitimate casinos with tables and 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 roulette wheels and and craps and real like real poker games and just like picture of a picture. It's a casino. It's a hotel with a casino in it on water. And then you wake up in the morning and you're in some beautiful island. It's ridiculous. It's probably one of the best vacations you could could have. I recommend it. But even if I wasn't on a cruise and I flew to Italy, I'm waking up when I want to wake up. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get maybe an espresso or a cappuccino or a coffee. I'm going to sit. I'm going to eat my breakfast at a cafe. And then that day I'll pick like one thing to maybe hopefully get around to doing. If not, I'll just hang out, walk, see the town, look at the views, eat some good food, and do what I want. That's a fucking vacation. It's almost like, and I'm not saying that they, my wife, and, and they, they, I'm not talking about my wife. I mean, my wife, they, she just said walking, but I'm just talking about people in general that do that. Never made sense to me. So unacceptable for the week is going on a great vacation and not relaxing and coming home tired because you had to see everything because the History Channel or because, I'm sorry, the, excuse me, the Travel Channel gave you bullet points as if you're not going back. Act like you've been there before. For crying out loud. Just fucking people just gotta do this. We gotta do this. I gotta, gotta, gotta do this. I mean, we gotta, we gotta. No, no, my friend Cindy said we gotta, we gotta. Like, I don't care about your friend Cindy. I don't care what Cindy did. Okay? 
I'm going to walk around half naked with a slice of pizza in my hand and a fucking cappuccino when I'm done. That's what I'm doing for my hotel room. I'm going to look at some views and if I decide to go outside, that's a vacation. I'm going to fucking run around a mountain. <laughs> we got to hike. We got to hike 40,000 feet today. Okay, but I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. And then we're going to eat and we're going to be so fucking tired around 11 o'clock. We're going to pass out and we're going to wake up super early and be unrested from the night before. And we're going to do it all over again. That's what we're going to do. Unacceptable. Enjoy yourself. Another reason why beach vacations are great. I mean, don't I love Europe. How can you not? But going to the beach is just... I mean, when you go to the beach and you can lay on the beach... And see, this is here's why the beach is great. The beach is great because the people that you're with probably really love the beach. So if you're like me, where you could take the beach and like, as far as laying in the sun, like a half hour, go in the water, lay out in the sun another 15 minutes, go out in the water, you know, maybe throw a ball around in the sand, lay back, and then, you know, you had enough in like two hours, and then you could go back to the room, shower, get dressed, get ready for dinner. That's what I do. You know, I still get a nice color, I still do that, but... When you have those people that will sit at the beach for five, six hours all day, read books, eat on the beach, like just stay out there all day, they don't care when you go and do your thing because they're doing what they do. So that's another good reason for a beach vacation. Because that same person, something tells me that that same person that wants to go to the beach and lay out, they're the ones that have to do everything when they're... I really don't think people know what a true vacation is. A vacation from your life means to me doing things you can't normally do. And when you have children and you work a lot, that means sleep, 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 eat things you can't eat and just go at your pace for days in a row. That's that's a vacation to me. Amen. I just closed that out perfectly. The other way is unacceptable. Boom. Beautiful. Nice little bullet point, episode 130. You see that? I got back from the I got back from the negative stuff. I was and it wasn't even negative. It was just an honest letter. And now boom, wife back from Italy. And I told my wife too, I said, look, if we go away, I just want you to know something. Like if I go to Hawaii, because I'm planning to go to Hawaii one of these, you know, so Hawaii's gotta be something coming up. And when I go to Hawaii, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure that wherever I am, whatever island I go to. And I don't think I'm going to be one of those guys that like, we're going to go to this island, that island, that island. Maybe I'll go to two islands. And I'll see a couple of the historical things at that, you know, the the historic things at that island. And then I'm just going to check out the food, the culture, you know, enjoy myself, look at the beautiful sights, go to the beach and relax. That's what I'm doing. And the nice thing is if you go to a place like that, like I want to check out volcanoes. I want to check out shit you don't normally see like volcanoes and, you know, just like the scenery, like the, the water and the rocks and the, and just, I heard the beaches like that. I heard that's amazing about Hawaii because Hawaii doesn't have like the third world country outskirts. Some of those places you could go to like Barbados and the beach is great, but you look around and you just see like chicken and hens running around and people living in fucking tin cans. I mean, it's really bad. You know, see like eight-year-olds running after chickens and shit so they could bring it home for dinner. And you're just like, where's our resort? And they're like, don't worry, it's five miles up. You won't, you don't have to see this. 
And you're thinking to yourself, yeah, but I just did, like, we're driving past the shit. <laughs> like, those resorts are so funny because you're sitting at this resort and they just have, like, gated up. Like, the zombies and vampires, they're just, like, hiding. Like, they just block them off and you're just playing mini golf on your resort. All right. So don't do that shit on vacation. Moving on. Took my son to see Cloudy with a chance of meatballs too. And I had no idea what was going on in the movie. Visually, it seemed cool. My son was into it. My son was actually asking as like as few questions as possible, which was still a thousand. Because my son, like, my son is so funny because when he gets scared, and I think little kids do this, when they get scared, they ask you questions as if you know. So he'll literally in the movie be like, Dad, what's going to happen? Well, is he going to get out of that? Dad, what's going to happen? Is he all right? Well, Dad, what is he going to, is he going <laughs> to, literally, and I'm like, I'm like, Lucas, I don't know. I didn't see it. This one he did that the least with because it was visually cool and like it had things that weren't really scary. Like the scariest thing in it was like a, like a running around cheeseburger with like french fries for legs and arms so it wasn't like he he wasn't really like freaky like monsters university where like monsters were trying to scare kids it wasn't like that but it was you know so he was into it but i had no idea what was going on i take it because of that i should have saw the first one and i'm not gonna lie i was so tired because i was up so early and didn't nap and then i think i had a show the night before but then i had to wake up early, couldn't nap, did stuff, picked my son up and went right to a movie after I got him. So I'm not going to lie. I had, I've probably had like a 15 minute nap in the, I had a 15 minute nap in a movie that started at 5.45 PM. (laughs) I was just, it was, and it was probably one of the, I, I've been going to the movies. I go to the movies all the time. I watch movies all the time at home. I go to the movies. And when I go, I never fall asleep in the movies. And I hope my friend Chris Lamberth is listening to this. Because Chris Lamberth is a, is a, Chris Lamberth will fall asleep. It was like intense parts of the movie Prisoners. And I just looked over and his eyes were closed. Now granted, he wakes up early and, you know, he works hard and he's, you know, he's, does a ton of shit and he travels and he does stand up and I get it. Still unacceptable though, Chris. But me, I don't do that shit. I don't matter how late the movie is, but I was so tired with my son and I didn't know what was going on in the movie that I just was leaned over with my head down sleeping. And it's even funnier that I look over and I saw a young woman, I would say probably in her 20s with her either her little brother, I couldn't imagine it was her son. Never know, it could have been. Maybe she's aging good. But I looked over and she was sleeping. And I remember going, wow, how are you sleeping at the beginning of a movie? And then I nodded off. So I can't even tell you if the movie was good. I'll tell you, visually it was cool. I didn't really understand it. Um, my son was into it. I fell asleep. I don't even know what to say about it. But it wasn't Cars and it wasn't Turbo and it wasn't anything like that. Not even close to Finding Nemo, so... I don't even know what to say. Just if you need a movie to go take your kids to see, th- it'll work. <laughs> it'll work. You know, but I gave my son an epic day, okay? 
it was like one of those things where it was like, I'm realizing that some of the shit I'm doing with my son is so ridiculous that like I couldn't, like it's just an amazing night. And like I don't want to give it, I don't want to give him too great of, of things. You know, because we <laughs> we were like, I pick him up and we had like 45. I pick him up from daycare at like at 5 o'clock. So I take him to like this, one of his favorite pizzerias. He eats there. We have a good time. We have a good dinner. Then we go to a candy shop that's like a frozen yogurt candy shop right next to the movie. He gets some of that stuff. Then we go into the movie. I buy him snacks at the movie. I know you're thinking I'm an awful parent. I spoil my kid. And I kind of do. But he's such a great kid. So like we're getting popcorn. We have all these gummy bears and shit. We get, you know, drinks. We go in there. We eat all that. And then afterwards go back into that yogurt shop and get frozen yogurt. And our stomachs were just distended. We're sitting there. I'm like, so much for my diet. And my son was just out cold on the way home. He just went from like talking to just, I don't know if it was like a sugar shot. Like he, it just, like I think the whole night was system overload. But how amazing is that for a kid? Just, you know, just like amazing. And uh, we had a good time. We did, so, but I'm hearing great things about Gravity. Gravity got 99% on um, Rotten Tomatoes. And I loved, I love Prisoners, you know. I really did. I was just acting superb and all that shit. So if Gravity can be really good, then that means they're closing out the year strong. Because I said, I thought the movies of the year so far, I mean, I know there's still... October, November, and December. Anchorman 2 comes out December 20th. I'm looking forward to that one. But I'm thinking Star Trek. Well, Star Trek's definitely going to be in there because it was one of the, my, my best experiences. Prisoners, Star Trek. I'm trying to think of other ones. I'm going to actually look back and see the ones that I reviewed. But um, I'm thinking gravity visually is going to be great. And if they can make the story good, I'm in. Somebody tweeted something really funny today. Yes, it was comedian Nick Griffin. By the way, if you guys don't know who Nick Griffin is, Nick Griffin is a hilarious comedian. I called him like he's like the Michael Jordan of Letterman's. Just go to YouTube and put in Nick Griffin, and he just kills on Letterman like every few months. He's great. And he said something like, yeah, George Clooney and Sandra Bullock are in the movie Gravity or something like way to spread the wealth or way to change it up. Basically saying that, you know, it's the same actors in these big movies, and it's kind of true. I mean, I, he's joking, but that's a really funny tweet because no, that could be anybody. Like Sandra Bullock is killing it right now. She's Sandra Bullock is is I mean, she's she's in everything and she's great in everything. And Clooney's just Clooney. So, um, but I'm gonna check out Gravity and then I'll give you guys the review on it. I think I'm gonna try to see it this week actually. So. But not Thursday, beautiful transition. You want to know why not Thursday, everybody? Because my New York football 0-5 Giants are going to be playing the Chicago Bears Thursday in a quick turnaround. I want to say, uh, it's yes, it is. It's egg on the face. I'm looking right at my monitor saying to myself, I made a bold prediction that the Giants were going to bounce back from this, that they were going to beat the Eagles. Uh, I couldn't have been more wrong. 
Don't even know what to say. Giants started out. They get a touchdown. 7 nothing. Places going nuts. Defense looked all right. And I'm like, see, I knew it. These guys are back. These guys are going to. Look, the Dallas was playing the Broncos and lost. By the way, I mean, Tony Romo, 506 yards. What can you say? I mean, he threw a pick. I was going to give him shit for it, but Keyshawn Johnson said something like, no, you know, he's a gentleman, but the tight end ran the wrong route. And then I found out that that was true. So it's really tough. And he put 48 points up on the Broncos. So it was a great game by Tony Romo. What can you say? But, that was, you know, because I was going to say that my nosebleed thing, Tony Romo could be about to get laid from his dream girl or, like, have, like, a threesome with, like, fucking two beautiful models. And then right before... You know, shit goes down. He gets an uncontrollable nosebleed. Well, that's kind of what happened in the game, but you got to give him 506 yards and all those touchdowns and putting up those points on that team and the, and the tight end not running the right route at the end. You know, I still don't think you throw in that coverage, but what are you going to do? So anyway, Dallas loses. If the Giants would have won, they'd be one game back of first place. I mean, now they're still only two, which is comical that they're 0-5 and, and they're only two back. But... The offensive line gives Eli nothing. Eli's making bad decisions. The defensive line is not getting pressure on the opposing quarterback. The New York Giants are awful. This is going to be a horrible year unless... I don't know. Let me predict that it's going to be a good year and that they're going to go into Chicago and win. And then things are going to turn around and they're going to peel off like three or four wins in a row and do all that stuff. And then, you know... uh, or, or No, let me say the opposite. They're not going to do that because it's going to be a shitty year. They're going to go in. They're going to lay eggs everywhere. And uh, maybe they'll win and they'll go on a little bit of a run. I don't fucking know. Even my analysis on the Giants is like the Giants. Everything about the Giants is snake bitten this year. I can't even talk about them without just getting discombobulated. I don't even know where they're good or bad because every aspect of them is bad. What the hell is going on with the Giants? Eli's throwing 12 picks. He threw 15 all year last year. He's throwing 12 this year already. Three is it's like it's like he's good for two or three every game now. Oh man, tough to watch, especially against the Eagles, who always seem to come into Giant Stadium and win all the time. Um, Vic got hurt again. That guy's got to get it right, man. He's never he's always getting hurt. But there's hope. There's hope on the horizon because the Knicks season starts. In what? Three and a half weeks? Yeah, about three weeks, three and a half weeks, the New York Knicks will tip off Madison Square Garden, and I'm going to it. I cannot wait to go to see my Knicks this year. I'm taking my son to see the Knicks. I'm excited. I'm hoping that the Heat are really shitty halfway through the year and the Knicks look amazing on defense. And LeBron James, instead of going to Cleveland, which he should go, decides to come. That would be amazing. So I'll wish for that for half the season and then get crushed again by LeBron. LeBron's whole career is going to be crushing me by not coming to the Knicks and winning championships somewhere else. And the Yankees are done. So sports is looking pretty bleak right now if you're a New York fan. Although I think the Jets are playing well tonight in this Monday night football game. Um, What else is going on? What else? Did I hit all the bullet points? It's just flowing beautifully, isn't it? Episode 130 of the Verzi Effect, 51 minutes in. We've talked dogs. We've talked vacations. We've talked hate mail, people. We've talked... 
cloudy with a chance of meatballs too and sleeping in movies, taking your kids and spoiling your kids with shit. And um, the Giants stink and the Knicks are coming and that's it. So let's do some plugs here. Uh, just got some shows added too, everybody. I got... Um, and I'm doing some new material, which I was really happy about. I got into that stagnant thing where I felt stagnant Friday and uh, on the first show. But I did three shows and the other two were great. And I was just testing out stuff and just talking and... You just get to a point, man, where you just got to talk. Like, I couldn't do this business. I couldn't be in this business if I didn't. Like, comedians were outside talking, and we were talking about how you would rather you'd rather bomb exploring the waters and stepping out there and going out, like, in deeper waters. You'd rather bomb doing that than just do, like, a double flip in water that you're familiar with because you know how deep it is. Ooh, boom, beautiful analogy. Thank you. It was kind of like the old age home earlier from the episode. If you're listening late, go back and you'll see what I mean. Ah, I'm nailing it. Just nailing it. Flowing like fucking where the beer flows like wine. Dumb and Dumber 2 is coming out. Excited for that one. All right, so I got a new date coming up. Um, So I'm going to give you guys the plugs. and, uh, And we'll wrap this bitch up. We will wrap it up. All right, so here we go. Uh, this Wednesday, is it Wednesday? Yes, this Wednesday I am doing the mashup show at The Stand, which is going to be a unique show where me and another comedian, they're taking a bunch of comedians and they're putting two of us on stage at a time, and it's called the mashup show where one of us goes on stage and tells a joke, and then the other comedian has their perspective on the same joke. And I am going up with the one I call the kid. You might have heard him on the Verzi Effect podcast, maybe a little over, yeah, like probably like a year and three or four months ago. Um, And now you can see Pete on MTV's Guy Code. The kid, he was, what is he, he was like 18, 17 or 18 when he, yeah, 18 when he did my podcast, and he's not even 20 yet. Um, this young bastard, uh, great kid, funny, going to be, going to be really great. Um, but me and Petey Davidson are going to be on stage together and there's a really pairs of really great other comedians on there. So we don't even know what to expect. It's just something new we're doing for a fun weeknight show. So if in your, if you're in New York city and you want to see something completely different, come to that. Um, big, um, Big show, uh, me and I, me, Pete Davidson and Adrian Appalucci, October 13th are all on Sunday, October 13th, are all going to be taping, um, doing a half hour taping um, to submit for Comedy Central's half hour. So Comedy Central is looking for comedians to do the new half hour, you know, the half hours that they do every year. And we are going to be taping for that. And um, so come out, you know, have a great time, you know. Um, and, and, you know, also support the club and eat the food and do all that stuff. But we're going to be putting our, uh, you know, our, some of our, our A-game shit for, for 30 minutes. And we're going to have a great time. So come out and support that. That's on the 13th. Then, this is just added. I will be working with Sherrod Small the 17th through the 19th at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Okay, uh, that is this... No, 
That is next Thursday, the 17th through the 19th, Saturday. I will be at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, New Jersey. Then uh, heading out to uh, Billy Burr's. Heading out to uh, me and Jason Lloyd will be heading out to Burr's uh, wedding. And then from there, we are going. I'm really, I'm, just, I'm so psyched to go see to go see Burr get married. Um, plugging it like we're doing a show there. Me and Lawhead are going to go out to Burr's wedding and we're going to, no. We're just going to go to that. And then a day and a half, well, yeah, basically like a day and a half after, we're driving down to Myrtle Beach. And um, I will be headlining the Carolina Comedy Club, October 22nd to the 26th. So i got a lot of work coming up here in October. And um, and then some cool stuff, you know, which I announced opening for Burr for the festival and in D.C. and Philly. That's the beginning of November. But I'll plug those later. I've been plugging those already, but, you know. So October 9th, October 13th at The Stand. Um, wait a minute. Well, I'm doing something on October 15th, too. I think. What the hell is on the 15th? October 15th. Well, I don't know. Anyway, for now, whatever. I'll plug the I'll plug the 15th on the next one then. So the 9th and the 13th at the stand. And then I'm going to do um, the Stress Factory with Sherrod Small, the 17th through the 19th. And... Um, and then I'll be headlining the Carolina Comedy Club in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which is located at Broadway at the Beach, one of their top tourist spots and attractions of the entire of all of Myrtle Beach. Check that out. The 22nd through the 26th, I will be there with the one they call Mr. Jason Lawhead. Uh, that's going to be a blast. It's going to be golf. It's going to be beach. It's going to be jokes. It's going to be the shit. So come out to that. Have a good time. A lot of shows to see. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening to uh, me on other people's podcasts like Bobby Kelly's and all that stuff. Um, again, guys, uh, for you people who listen and love to hear me with guests, uh, they're coming. It's just like I said, I live up in the country and I'm going to be getting um, the recorder to be able to just go and travel with it easy instead of having to take my whole setup. All right, Or these assholes could come up to my house. How about that if you want to get on the show? Or how about that if you want to get a little exposure? If you want to get 20 more fans, come on up here. Get in the car. Come up to the country. Oh, I got to I gotta close. I got I to gotta, I just tell you guys this. This happened yesterday, and I didn't really realize how deep up in the country I am. Now, I'm not like in like the sticks. I have a very suburban street, but my house is like off the street, and I have a lot of yard in the back that does go into woods. So as I told you guys before, like I pull in, and there was like three deer in my driveway the other night. So I'm smoking cigars. I love cigars. I just smoked, I smoked, I don't even want to say how many Cubans I smoked in, in this certain amount of time because you guys will be like, you got to stop. It's not healthy. I don't want my wife to know, but I've been smoking cigars a lot. So last night I go outside to smoke one, a little one, and instead of going up on my deck, which is off the kitchen and high up and stuff, which is a cool place to smoke because, you know, you're high up in the sky and the stars and all that stupid shit. Uh, I decide to go under my deck on my patio downstairs, and I'm smoking, and it's dark, and I'm looking around, and I just look over, and there's nothing, and it's black, and I look again, and literally like 12, 15 yards in front of me is this big deer, 
and I'm pretty sure it was a female because I didn't see horns, but it was close, and she was big, and she was just staring at me. And to the point where if she sprinted towards me, she would have gotten close before I got to the door. I probably would have got to my door first. I mean, if I just sprinted to my door, it would have probably taken me like four steps or five steps to get to my door. If she just started to like gallop or whatever, if she just started, it probably would have taken her like maybe like six or seven. So it would have been close, but I would have got in. But she's just frozen and she's staring at me and I'm staring at her and I'm going, holy shit, what am I going to do right now if she starts running at me? Then I start thinking of that YouTube clip where the deer's like smacking the, 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 the hunter in the face. Did you guys see that one? It's like, a, you know, you could just go on to like deer attacks hunter. And the deer's on two legs just whipping the, this guy's ass with his like hoofs or whatever, the hoof. Um, And... I'm like, all right, so I take whatever little bit of my cigar left and I just throw it in the ashtray and I just make a beeline to the door and I get in the door quick and I close it and I look and she's still in the same exact position, head, I'm, she didn't move a centimeter, any part of her body and I'm going, holy shit and I'm looking and she's looking and she's looking in my window at me. So then I close the lights of the patio and it's dark and I still see her silhouette still looking, head still in the same position, looking right directly where I was at me. And now I get inside, I go inside. I was like, that's weird. That would that would creep my wife out, creep me out. I wait two minutes. I'm in my downstairs. I go back out to where the patio is. I look out the window. I open the light under the patio. Sure enough, still there, same position, head there, locked in. Weird. So now I'm really creeped out and I go, fuck it, I'm not even going to look anymore. I close the light, I go back inside. But now three minutes later, I'm like, I have to. I have to see what's going on. And um, I go back and I, I open the light and she's still in the backyard, but she had moved. And now she was like far further away, like in the middle where like if I was outside, I wouldn't have been as freaked out, but pretty nuts. That's why if during the podcast before and like in the middle of the show, I heard something and I go, what was that uh, at the beginning of the show? But anyway, so you guys got my dates. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for all the people that have just added, uh, come on to listen to my show and also who um, now follow me on Twitter. Uh, if you don't, please do. It's at Paul Verzi. That's at Paul, V-I-R-Z-I. Um, check out the uh, new paulverzi.com website. And um, that's it. Get me on Facebook. Message me. Anything you guys want me to talk about, I am here for you guys. Thank you so much. Let me know if you know anything about the Hungarian Visla because it looks like that's going to be my dog. I will talk to everybody um, next week. Until then, take care, guys.